0: the crazy side. You know, but you know what? It takes some of us crazies to make the world go round. Amen? I got a feeling I'm not the only crazy person in the church this morning. Can I get an amen? amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The book of Leviticus chapter 23, looking at the 24th verse. It says, speak to the children of Israel, saying in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing, of trumpets, a holy congregation amen father we thank you for your word lord we thank you for this precious moment oh what an anointing in the music this morning what beautiful singing oh lord we we know we don't compare to the heavenly angels singing but Lord, we're so grateful for the beautiful singing we had here this morning as we know the angels were rejoicing with us and joining in with us this morning father we give you praise and honor for your holy anointing your spirit in the house of worship this morning. Father, we pray, Lord, for our understanding of Your Word and understanding in our soul. Begin to anoint us, God. Anoint these lips of clay to speak forth Your Word. Hide Your servant behind the cross, Lord, and let Your anointing flow to the hearts of Your people. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Amen. Now, if you wasn't here Friday night, I want to encourage you to go back on YouTube, on my little Facebook Uh, And watch I was gonna say YouTube for some reason the camera keeps shutting off at 23 minutes and 46 seconds I don't know why Uh, So it's not all there, but the Facebook uh, Broadcast that we did Friday, it's all there and I want to encourage you to go back and uh, watch that because I'm not gonna Go back and and rehearse everything again this morning. We're simply gonna pick up where we left off Friday Um, but we are going to cover some basic things here. The basic thing that we want to cover is that this month, the seventh month, is actually this month in Hebrew. It's called Tirish. And on the first day was actually last Sunday, and this is the new year. This is Hebrew's new year, the Jewish calendar's new year. And it happened at sunset, because they don't go by sunrise, they go by sunset on the start of their new day. So at sunset, which was 7.34 p.m. in Israel, it was 11.34 a.m. here last Sunday morning. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. And we praised God and we celebrated and it's a feast of the trumpets. And we blew the Shafar and and showed you the Shafar trumpet and talked about the, the feast of the trumpets. And so we want to simply build upon this. This is our text. This is our foundation. You know, how many of y'all know it's important that we understand the things that God wrote even in the Old Testament? Amen. Because you know, the Old Testament has not been done away with. The New Testament was simply uh, added to it. But, you know, the Old Testament is still alive and well. Amen. I like to remind people that the God of the Old Testament, trust me, is still alive and He is well. Amen. Amen. He didn't change, praise God. He's still there. So that's why we have Old Testament and New Testament because we need to understand both. Can I get an amen? The Old Testament talks about the Messiah coming, and the New Testament tells us that He came, praise God. Hallelujah. And that's why we need both this morning. So he ask you, well, what year is this? This is the year of 5,783. And I'm talking about from Genesis 1 and 1. Genesis 1 and 1 in your Bible says, In the beginning... God, Ooh, I love it just right there. God. There's no debate about it. Is God real? God. Amen. There's no debate about this. We just know that God is real and God is on the throne. Amen. And so Genesis 1 and 1 tells us, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that's when the time started that has been recorded in the book of Israel and in the Hebrew language. 5,783 years later, here we are. Praise God. So the year that we we're truly living in is 5,783. Now, this is where I want to slow down. I, I, I tell you, I went back, I was so excited last week. When I went back and I watched the film, I said, my Lord, I was like a, I was like a shotgun shell. Man, I was just blasting information out there and preaching so fast. And, and I was excited about what God is doing. But I want to slow that down. I slowed it down Friday night. And I want to... I want to keep a slow pace on it as well because I want you to receive and to comprehend every word that I'm saying this morning. Amen? Amen? So we know that the 5, 7, and the 8, and the 3, they mean something. In the Hebrew alphabet, every alphabet letter in Hebrew means something. It means a word. The first letter in Hebrew is... Uh, is. Um, Abba, or Alpha, which means Abba, which is Father. So we know the first letter in Hebrew is actually saying in the first word in Hebrew in the alphabet letter. We're calling God Father. And remember, Jesus told us, call Him. Amen. Abba, our Father. So this is the first word. We talked in the past about the cross being the, with the last letter. It being the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. And the Omega was represented in the cross. Amen. So every alphabet letter means something. Well, so does every number also mean something. Every number has an alphabet letter assigned to it, and it means something. So when we talk about Bible prophecy, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning, is the prophecy of the new year. There is a mathematical equation. There's a scientific and archaeologist value to all of this. The, the, The Hebrew writers and the scholars and the rabbis, they didn't just open their mouth and just start spouting out anything. Everything is studied to the core. They want to trace everything back to God's word. How many of you know that prophecy without God's word, hello, will get you in trouble? Amen? So we want to, that's how how precious this is. And I'm going to cover some of this today so you can see how accurate it really is. So here we are, the year 5,783. And when we look at the 5, the 7, and the 8, and the 3, it all comes together for one prophecy. And let me read it to you. The word 5 is grace, grace to overcome, okay? So we start off with grace to overcome. And let me just stop right here and tell you, whatever it is that you're going through today, that you're going to go through tomorrow, that you're going to go through next month or next year. God has already given you the grace to overcome. Amen. Amen. You are overcomers by the grace of God. So we start off with grace to overcome. And then seven is God's manifest presence. That's what seven means. Seven is the perfect number in the Bible, the perfect number of Scripture, perfect number with God. So seven is about perfection. It's about God's manifestation of His perfect presence in our lives. Let me tell you, this is what you need for every problem in life. Whatever you're going through, you need the manifest presence of God. If He'll show up in your life, everything will be fine. <laughs> Amen? He's the, Jesus is still the answer. Can I get an answer on that? One? Amen. Amen. Jesus is still the answer. <clears throat> so we got the manifest presence of God. God is doing a new thing. That's what the eight means. New beginnings. Eight is new beginnings. God is doing a new thing. A new beginnings. And in three it's get your house in order. Number three is get your house in order. Amen. Get your things in order. Finish the work. Amen. And I love what Dr. Tim Hill says. Let's finish the Great Commission. Come on church. Let's finish the Great Commission. Let's go forth out and make disciples of all nations. Let's finish and finish well. Amen. So here we have grace to overcome. God will manifest His presence in our lives. God is doing a new thing and get our affairs in order and finish the work. That's what 5,783 prophecy is telling the world today. Amen. So we, it's a year to get ready. It's also the year of decisions. The year of decisions. This is so important because they say next year, 5,784, they say that's the year. Four represents consequence. So we got the year of decision before we have the year of consequence. Have you ever heard the saying, you reap what you sow? Amen? We need to be very careful this year on the decisions that we are making. Because the decisions that we are making this year, we will reap what we sow in the coming months ahead. Amen? And so we need to be very, very careful. Amen. And I talked a little bit Friday about the upcoming elections. You think about where we are as a nation. Midterm elections are around the corner. And I said, and I quote, I'm going to tell you how to vote. I'm going to tell you, vote the Bible. Amen. Vote the Holy Bible. Be careful with your precious vote this, this year. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. We're going to be looking at verse... Eleven, verse eleven. I tell you what. Let's back up one page. I want to. I want to show you something. Let's go to Deuteronomy. This is not going. To, I'm sorry, Miss Angel. I didn't give you this scripture to go on, but I feel in my spirit. I need to go back. Go back to Deuteronomy chapter thirty and verse five. Deuteronomy chapter thirty and verse five. Now let me tell you that the the Bible scholars, the rabbis, and and people who study the Hebrew language and who study the Torah, they have actually named or given a number to every letter in the Bible. They've also given a number to every verse in the Bible. This is very important. Okay? So there is a number for every verse in the Bible. So on Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 5, the number is 5,708. 5,708 is the number of the verse that we're calling Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 5. Let me tell you why this is important because it's also the year 5,708 when this historical event happened. So on the year 5,708, a historical event happened and the Scripture says In Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 5 happens to be 5,708. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Now look at what it says. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. Can anybody in this room tell me what happened in 1948? Because 1948 on our calendar was 5,708 on the Hebrew calendar. Has anybody heard about a little country called Israel? Come on. That was declared a nation in 1948. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. If you were born in 1948, you need to learn this history and talk about it, amen, and and share this knowledge. So in 1948, we know that the United Nations, the whole world came together and declared that Israel was a country. And in 1948, guess what happened? All the Jews from around the world started going home. 1948. This is how accurate this number system is that the Hebrew scholars and the and the, uh, the, 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 study, the people who study this and the number system, this is how accurate it is. So that happened in 1948 on the very year in Hebrew, on the very verse in the Bible. Man, isn't that something? That is powerful right there. Well, let me move on from there from 1948. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 3. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 3. Now let me tell you as I'm doing this. In the Old Testament, in the, in the Torah, uh, we see God speaking to Moses face to face. Amen? After God spoke to Moses face to face, we have God's inspired presence and God's inspired word to the rest of it. So this is actually God speaking to Moses face to face when you read the Torah, when you read the writings of Moses. So here we are in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 3. Let me read it to you. The Lord your God Himself cross over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you, and you shall dispose of them. Joshua Himself crossed over before you, just as the Lord said, and the Lord will do to them as He did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites and their land, when He destroyed them. Now, this year in Hebrew is 5,727. This scripture is 5,727. Glory to God. Has anybody heard about the Six-Day War of 1968 and 1969? Come on. The Six-Day War in Israel. When Israel defeated five countries all by its little self. Come on. In 19... Some of, y'all, some of y'all lived through this and you remember watching it on the news. You remember reading about it in the newspaper. I don't know if they teach us anymore in the schools... But in, 1968 and in 1967 and 1968, it was the year 5,727. It was the verse 5,727. And it prophesied that God would destroy those nations and they possessed the land. They took over Jerusalem again. Amen? Amen. See how accurate this system is? I wanted to show you how accurate it was. So now I want you to go on with me. Let's go on to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 11, we're talking about last year. We're not talking about this year. We're actually talking about the year 5,782. Because right now we're in 83. But in the Scriptures, it's Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 11. Let's look at that together. As an eagle stirs up its nest... And hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up hmm, and carrying them on its wings. Now, here's a beautiful part about all of this. I shared this with you. I don't know if you remember last year at the same time uh, we shared about this. And I don't know how many of you actually remember verse 11. But this is the year 5,782. This is the scripture 5,782. Now remember I said a few minutes ago that not only every verse has a number, but every word has a number too. Now when you look at the, when you look at the Hebrew words that have numbers, there will be an H in front of the numbers. So you will see the letter H. Our letter H, you'll see that. And then you will see the numbers, okay? So, let me share something with you here. H 5,782 happens to be in the verse 5,782 on the year, last year 5,782 are you with me? see how all three match? now let me tell you what that word is stir up stir up the word stir to awaken to awaken stirring awakening as an eagle stirs up its nest stirring up Is the number H5782. And last year, 5782, just last year, did we not all witness in the political realm, in the government, and around the world, a stirring up began to happen. Amen? I mean, there was a huge protest in Canada with the truck drivers. Things were stirred up. Amen? Things are stirred up in Europe and they are continuously being stirred up. Let me tell you something, the year that you and I are in right now is a continuing of the stirring. God is waking people up right now. God is waking up the church. He's waking up the body of Christ, amen, and he is stirring us up. Can we give God praise this morning in the house of the Lord for stirring up the body of Christ, amen, for waking us up, waking us up, amen, praise God. This is so important. Now, let's go down to verse 12, because verse 12 happens to be the year that you and I are in right now, 5,783. So 5,783 number verse is verse 12. Look at what it says. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign gods with him. So what is this verse telling us? that God Himself is going to lead the church. Amen? God Himself is going to lead His children. How many of y'all know that Jesus Christ is the head of the church? Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost is free to reign in the Bowdoin Church of God and He is alone is leading us and guiding us. So God is guiding us this year, the year of decision as we have been awoken, as we have been stirred up to the things of heaven. Oh, somebody Needs to be praising God right now, church. This is powerful stuff. Powerful stuff this morning. So here we are in the year that we're talking about. Now, when you go back and you look at 5,782 and 5,783 in the verse, doesn't it sound like rapture talk to you? Come on, look at it again. Look at it again. As an eagle stirs up his nest and hovers. Oh, praise God for the hovering power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the beginning, the Spirit of God hovered. Come on. Hovered over the face of the waters. Amen. And creatures were beginning to be formed and created in the waters. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was hovering over the waters like a mother hen. Come on, church. And spreading out its wings. Look at it. Taketh them up, does that not sound like the rapture of the church? Come on, carrying them on his wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there will be no foreign god. God is separating. Mm, listen to me. This is a prophetic word for the body of Christ around the world. God is separating the wheat from the tares right now. Pastor, why are so many people falling out of the church? Because. God is separating the wheat from the tares right now. Why is so many people falling away and no longer want to serve the Lord? Because God is separating the wheat from the tares. Well, we don't realize that the devil sometimes will see wolves in, in sheep's clothing. Come on, church. He will send a wolf in, in sheep's clothing. But God knows who the wolf is. God knows who those that are with him. And God knows who those that are not with him. And we see a falling away in the body of Christ around the world. It's because God is separating the wheat from the tares. Mm. The Lord told me, uh, uh, actually last year, He said, don't get upset when people get up and leave the church. He said, because I'm separating the wheat from the tares. Amen. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to trust the Lord. Amen. I want to trust the Lord. Amen. So God is stirring us up, church. Can you remember a time ever in the political realm when things were not stirred up as much as they have been in the past couple of years? As much as they were last year. All of the stirring, all of the things that are happening. I'm telling you, God is stirring up the governments of the world. How I many you know it's God that raises up a king and it's God that brings a king down? Come on, church. Amen. Amen. So here we are in in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 12, which is the year 5,783, verse 5,783, praise God. Now, the the number that's assigned to the word, H, there's an H, 5,783 as well. H, 5,007, Turn your Bibles to the book of Habakkuk chapter 3, in verse 9. H5783, hello, are y'all still with me this morning? I don't want to lose anybody. This is so important. H5783, okay, to coincide with the year that we're in, 5783 happens to be Habakkuk, verse 5000. Well, it's not verse 5783, but it's the word. The word 5783 is found in Habakkuk, it is only found in the entire Bible one time. One time. It says a bow was made quite naked or bare. Quite naked or bare is the word that we're looking at, H5783. The word of the prophetic for this year is naked or bare. To be made naked. To be made naked. To be made bare. That's what H5783 means. Listen to this church. God is exposing the hidden things of the world in their governments and in church. How many churches have we heard about? How many, how many uh, celebrity preachers have we heard about falling from grace? How many churches have we heard about falling from grace? How many governments have we heard about falling from grace? Things are being exposed. Like an old pastor of mine used to say, God has got the curtain in His hand and He's about to rip over the curtain and show you what's behind the curtain and what's going on. Amen? God is making it bare. He is making the secret things known. Known. Listen to me, church. This is the year that you and I are living in right now. God is revealing to His people he is revealing to the world what is truth and what is really going on. How many of you know we're not going to get this from the media club out there? Amen? Amen? The news media ain't going to tell you the truth. Amen? And social media, you got to... Listen, if it's on social media, you better research it because it may not be true. I'd say about half of the time it ain't true. Maybe even higher than that. Amen? So we need to know what the truth is. God is awakening the church. He's awakening the body of Christ. He is stirring up the people. He is revealing right now to warn the people and get prepared for the nations of events that are about to occur. God is waking us up. I say God is waking us up. God is stirring us up. And God is making truth to be known to us. Amen? Things that have been hidden are being made true to us. Listen, hidden information about our own government is about to be made naked and barren before us all what the real truth is. Isn't it amazing right now, right now, it's been all over the news, the FBI files that were taken from the Trump White House in Florida truth is about to be revealed truth is about to be revealed listen why are they so nervous why why don't they just show everybody what it was taken? why because they want to keep hidden things hidden but god is revealing come on church are you with me this morning listen we have been lied to so many times by our news media and our government can i get a witness out there can anybody know what i'm talking about We've been lied to so many times by our news media and our government that it is hard to believe much of anything anymore. You know, you can't believe rumors either. Amen. Amen. I I asked somebody about a rumor I heard six months ago to find out it was a false rumor. Well, praise God, I didn't gossip. Amen. (laughs) Hey, I didn't tell anybody what I heard. I just I just confronted somebody I knew that would know. Amen. Amen. And found out it wasn't even true. How do you know what they're telling us on TV is not the truth? It's not the truth. I found it amazing when I filled up the church van and the brother was telling me about how diesel and gasoline is refined. And he said, you know, diesel is a, one of the first uh, first products that's the, that is refined. When they refine it, they got to do more work and more refining to get to the gasoline. Diesel is one of the first things they come to. Well, why isn't diesel cheaper than gasoline? Come on, church. Because it's politically motivated. It should be by natural process of work. But instead, guess what's supplying our food chain? Guess what's supplying everything at Walmart? Guess what's bringing your groceries to your house? Everything, amen, comes by a diesel engine. Amen? Even the trains are using diesel engines. Everything is by diesel engines. So, diesel is politically motivated to be higher than gasoline. If they can bring the price of gasoline down, they can bring diesel down. It should be the opposite. Gasoline should be higher than diesel. That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. I didn't know that until this week when I talked to an expert that deals with that kind of business. Amen. I did not know that. But we've been lied to so many times. Listen, we've been lied to about climate change. Do you know the man that created the Weather Channel came out before he died and said the whole, it was a hoax? The whole climate change story was a hoax? This was a man that invented the, He created the Weather Channel. And he, before he died, he told everybody that, that they're, they're, it's not true. It's a natural process of the planet that we're living in. Amen? Amen. Listen, they've already proven that in, that in the deserts, come on, there used to be tropical trees. There used to be water. Was it climate change back then? Was Moses riding around in a Cadillac, smoking up the planet with his exhaust system? Come on. When Israel pulled out of Egypt, did they crank up the diesel engines and put black smoke up in the air? No. It's a natural process of the planet that it goes through. The Bible says that the earth is going through birth pains. Come on, church. Birth pains is what the earth is going through. But we've been lied to so many times. We've been lied to about evolution. Did you look like a monkey? I don't look like no monkey. And I ain't never been to a zoo and looked at a monkey and said, He looked just like my uncle. Come on. I ain't never had a monkey try to follow me home. Say, I'm one of your lost, lost cousins. Let me go home with you. Come on, church. We don't look like no monkeys. And monkeys don't look like us. And the proof is, where's the half monkey, half man? That's the proof where if the evolution was true, we would see half monkey, half man right now in the middle of evolution. Come on. Come on, church. Men would walk around with tails falling off. Come on. And scales falling off of them as they change from God knows whatever lie they told us. Amen. In the beginning was God. God created the heavens and the earth. God did not create a half man, half monkey. He created a monkey in his own species and man in his own species. Come on, church. And it's never been mixed and never will be. It's a big lie. Come on. They say, oh, but we got proof that the Big Bang Theory is true. The only thing I can say to that it was God that said bang. Come on. Because in the beginning God said. So maybe he said bang. That's what He said. Come on, church. We got to get back to the Bible. Listen, I'm foolish enough to believe that this Holy Bible is truth. Are you? Amen. It's truth. We were lied to about the COVID. Come on, church. We were lied to where it came from, how it got started, and who released it. Can I go ahead and tell you we're being lied to about UFOs? Oh, preacher, now you're getting weird. I said we've been lied to about UFOs. Most of what people are seeing are military experiences and their military planes. The military is 20 to 30 years ahead in technology than the rest of the world. And what you're looking at is nothing more than a military airplane flying around for a test. Come on, church. I've been in White Sands, New Mexico. Has anybody been to White Sands, New Mexico? You want to see a pretty beach, go to White Sands, New Mexico. It don't get prettier than that. I mean, sand is white as white can be. Y'all remember when Panama City had beautiful white beaches? White Sands, New Mexico was three times that wider. Beautiful. And I've been there as a soldier and looked up and saw a stealth bomber for the first time in my life. Saw it, but never heard it. And it was a shape of a V. And it looked like a flying saucer. And if nobody had ever told me what a stealth bomber was, guess what? I might have thought, man, I just saw you before. <laughs> Come on, church. Hello. Hello. We've been lied to about our government. We were lied to about who shot JFK. Do you know the truth is out now? President Trump actually revealed the documentary and the, and the, the, the files that were, that were sealed. He was actually shot and killed by our own CIA agent. It was an accident. I mean, the other guy did shoot, but he didn't kill him. It was our own that killed him. It's it's been released. They lied to us about JFK. They've lied to us about so much. But I want to tell you something. The world governments are full of lies and deceit. But God is about to expose the truth for all the world to see. We're going to know the truth. Was the election rigged or was it not rigged? I'm telling you, the truth will come out, church. It'll come out. Church, we need to pray and vote spiritually and then we need to go vote physically and let our voices be heard. Amen? It is time to get ready and get prepared for a financial collapse worldwide. It's coming. Worldwide food shortage. It's coming. It's coming. We talked about this the other day. Ezekiel 38 and 39. The war of Ezekiel 38 and 39. And just Friday night, you can go back, I shared the prophecy That God gave me back in January of 20. And we talked about abortions in that prophecy. I had no idea. Back in January, that come June, that Wade versus Roe would be be flipped over and and, and changed, amen, by the Supreme Court when God gave me that prophecy. Well, another part of that prophecy says that God's gonna rain down fire from heaven again. I'm gonna tell you something. I wanna tell you something. I, I don't know, but I'm very concerned about Putin having his hand on the nuclear bomb. Because the truth about his military and his power has been revealed to the world. His military is weak. The Ukrainian people are running them out of their own country. His back is against the wall. There is civil unrest in Russia right now. They are, they are they're burning down the recruiting stations because he initiated a draft of all the young men in Russia. They are flooding out the, the, the gates of Russia right now, fleeing the country by the hundreds of thousands because he wants to send 300,000 more troops to Ukraine. Listen, his own people think he's weak. The whole world thinks he's weak. And when you put somebody like Putin against the wall, he ain't got no other choice. There's only one way that he can win this war, church, and that's through a nuclear bomb. That's right, I pray, I pray that what God gave me in that prophecy is not that. That we don't need that. They've lied to us about how safe we really are in our own country. Oh, we are not safe at all. If it wasn't for the hand of God, we would have been wiped away a long time ago. Amen. Amen? There is coming a, listen, we already have a hybrid inflation. 40 year high. I shared Friday night, and I'll share it with you again. Last Sunday, you know, Angel had laryngitis. She was having a hard time talking, and she wanted a milkshake, and her favorite ice cream place is Dairy Queen. So uh, we went on down to Talapusa, and, and we bought two hamburgers. Listen to this. Two hamburgers, two french fries, and two milkshakes, and it was $26. It shocked us so much, we asked the man behind the counter in the drive-thru to read us our, our, read it to us again. We thought maybe he doubled the order. A- Angel was so confused, she said, I'm getting out of the car. She went inside and called the manager over and said, I don't understand this ticket. Why is it $26? And the man showed her the board. That's what the prices are. Hyperinflation. inflation. You know, we drove away and said, that'd be the last time we drink that milkshake. We can't, we can't afford to eat that hamburger no more. We are getting to the place where we cannot afford to go to a restaurant. We are getting to that place. Getting to that place. It's a sad place to be in. Where we, we cannot even go to a restaurant because we can't afford to. But guess what? 1920, 1930, they couldn't afford to go to a restaurant either. Come on, church. Some of us are going to learn to cook again. Woo! <laughs> got some chuckles on that one. All right. But here we are dealing with hyper hyperinflation Here we are dealing with lies. Listen, people are leaving the big cities. Oh, they are leaving the big cities. They are buying houses in the country. They are paying cash. I hear reports all the time of people in New York and California. The the, the preacher that came and preached our homecoming told us about what's happening in Tennessee, that people from California are, are buying up all the houses and all the land in Tennessee, and, and most of them are paying cash, amen, and, and houses that should cost $50,000 are now costing $300,000. Wow. Hyperinflation. Wow, Brother Richard and I was out here on one of his last days of, yards, of um, yard, yard selling, but flea was it not a flea market. Let me get there. Fruit stand. I'll get there in a minute, Amen. And this, this, this Oriental lady pulled up in her, in her car and she was asking me and Richard about the town of Bowden and about Ramburn. And the more we talked to her, she began to reveal to us that she's from Atlanta. And she was asking us, what is the crime rate? That was her number one question. What is the crime rate in Bowden? What is the crime rate in Ramburn?" And we began to tell her the size of the population and that, yeah, we still have crime, but ain't nobody shooting at you like they do in Atlanta. Just so listen, people, we, we witnessed it. She's looking for a house to buy to get out of Atlanta. She says, I've got to get out of Atlanta. She said, it's crazy in Atlanta. Yes. People from Atlanta are moving to the country because of the crime rate. Amen. I'm telling you, we are in a world of prices. Praise God. You and I live in a town of Bowden and Rambert in the countryside of West Georgia. Amen. Amen. It's precious where we live. There's other people that would love to trade places with you. Amen. But here we are. Listen, we've got to stop living paycheck to paycheck. Man, it got quiet right there, Jim. I said we've got to stop living paycheck to paycheck. Well, preacher, how am I supposed to do that with hyperinflation? I don't know. Cut the cable off, I guess. <laughs> Amen. There's some things we're going to, have to cut back on. Amen. It's a we may not be able to afford to watch Georgia football for a long, long time. Amen. <laughs> How many of y'all were praying for Georgia yesterday? <laughs> they were playing just like Alabama, wasn't they? Fourth quarter, oh, oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> i got to have a little fun. Amen. <laughs> got to have a little fun. Praise God. Praise God, we live in a country where we can have a little fun and we ain't trying to kill one another over a sports event. That's right. Amen. 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 I'm telling you. Praise God. We need to get back to prayer. Amen. Amen. But here we are living in this country and living in Bowden. But I'm going to tell you, the old saying, have you ever heard of keeping up with the Joneses? God's saying, don't keep up with the Joneses because they about to file bankruptcy. Come on, if you try to keep up with the Joneses, you're going to file bankruptcy too. This is the time to save your money and get prepared. Amen. I know many of you had gardens and y'all were canning this past summer. Amen. People were talking about canning and all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you, if I ever get hungry, I'm just going to Larry and Elaine's house. they got a huge cupboard. Amen. They've been canning for years. Amen. And they're trying to teach me how to can, trying to teach us how to do it. Amen. Listen, we need to get back to growing the garden and canning the food. We need to get back to saving money. Amen. Get back. Don't keep up with the Joneses. Joneses are going broke. It's time for us to stop living in the wage that we are earning. Amen. Don't out, don't live beyond what you're actually bringing in. Amen? Have less going out that you're bringing in. I know this isn't easy. It ain't easy for me and Angel. We're struggling too. Amen? Hyperinflation is affecting everybody. Here we are living in this world. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is saying, get your house in order. Get your life in order. Look for Jesus to come today, tomorrow, or even the next. Listen, let's keep looking for Jesus to come until He comes. Because He's coming. Now, should all of this depress us? Oh, no, 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 by no means this should excite us. That the trumpet of God is about to blow. Come on, that we are about to receive a glorified body. That we are about to leave this old miserable planet behind and to lie in governments and people in power. We are about to receive a righteous king on the highways of gold. Come on church. Living in heaven and paradise forever. This is an exciting word, not a depressing word. But until Jesus comes, let's get our house in order. Let's make righteous decisions. Let's get prepared for tomorrow. Amen. We prepare for tomorrow and pray that Jesus comes today. That's the secret. Amen. That's what we should be doing as a body of Christ and as a family. Amen. Some of us need to have conversations with our children and grandchildren and telling them, wake up and see what's really going on. As the old timers used to say, smell the coffee. Come on. Yes. Smell yes. the coffee and wake up. Yes. Because our world is in crisis. Yes, yes. They're protesting in the streets of Iran where the moral police killed that 22-year-old woman simply because she didn't have her scarf, her hairband, Covering, wearing it correctly. She was showing too much hair, and as a result, the Iranian women are in the streets cutting their hair off, burning their hairdressings, And praise God, the men folk are joining them and calling for a regime change right now. But the government are killing their own people, trying to put a stop to the protests. They're protesting in Russia because of the war. The Russian people, the precious Russian people, don't want to go to war with Ukraine. It's Putin that decided to go to war. That dictator. And that needs to change. Somebody in Russia needs to remove him from the power seat and get somebody in there that's got some common sense. Praise God. Somebody that doesn't want to kill somebody but wants peace. Amen. I want to tell you, church, we are marching to the war of, of Gog and Magog, of Ezekiel 38 and 39. We are marching to the war of Armageddon. We are marching to the war of Armageddon. Mm. Just 10 days. Turn your Bibles to the book of Numbers chapter 19. As we get ready to try to bring an end to today, there's so much more to talk about. I wish I had more time. Numbers chapter 19. This angel might have it on the board up there. All right. Praise God. I usually cheat in my Bible and mark it. Some reason I didn't mark it that time. All right. Numbers chapter 19. We're going to be looking at the first verse of Numbers chapter 19. This is so important. Listen, give me some more time, church. We must talk about this today. This is happening right now. Numbers chapter 19 in verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying... This is the ordinance of the law, which the Lord has commanded, saying, speaking to the children of Israel, that they bring you a red heifer. Highlight that. Highlight that. Underline that. Write that down. Bring you a red heifer without blemish, in which there is a, there's no defect, and on which a yoke has never come. You shall give it to Elzar the priest." And he may take it outside the camp, that it should be slaughtered before him. And Ilzar the priest shall take some of his blood and his finger and sprinkle some of his blood seven times directly in front of the tabernacle of the meeting. Then the heifer shall be burnt in his sight, its hides, its flesh, its blood, and its offals shall be burnt. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hispid and scarlet and cast them in the midst of the fire, burning the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe in the water. Afterwards he shall come into the camp. The priest shall be unclean until evening, and the one who burns it shall wash his clothes in the water, and bathe in the water, and shall be unclean until evening. In verse 9, Then a man who is unclean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer, and store them outside the camp in a clean place, and they shall keep for the congregation of the children of Israel for the water of purification, for it is for purifying for sins. You say, well, preacher, why did you read that, and why is that important? Let me tell you why. Because ten days, ten days before the new year that you and I just walked into, of 5,783, five young Heifers, red heifers, were flown from Texas to Israel. This hmm, this might not mean much to you, but it should. It should. See, since the destruction of the second temple that was built by Herod the Great in 20 BCE and, and took 40 years to build, there has been no red heifer sacrifice. There has to be an altar built for animal sacrifice. And we should see this happening soon because of these red heifers. The Jewish people are calling for the third temple to be built. And they are calling for all of the sons of Abraham to come together and form, listen to this, one world religion. Has anybody here heard of Chrislam? Chrislam, the Pope, is trying to bring Islam and the Catholic Church and bring them together, and they're calling it Chrislam. It's happening right now. What do you think the Abraham Accord was all about that was organized by the Trump administration? Bringing everybody together, getting ready to build the third Temple. Go to Daniel's chapter 8 and verse 11. Allow me just a few more minutes. This is so important. Daniel's chapter 8 and verse 11. He, now we're talking about the Antichrist. He even exalted himself as high as the prince of the hosts. And by him the daily sacrifices were taken away. Daniel was telling us that when the Antichrist comes, he will exalt himself above all gods and stop The daily sacrifices. The daily sacrifices are soon to start in the near future. I believe the heifers have to be about three years old before they are allowed to be sacrificed. They were born last year. So that should give us about two more years before the sacrifice begins. An altar has to be built now. But that does not mean, listen to me church, that... Animal sacrifices according to the laws of Moses cannot start happening right now. They just cannot sacrifice the red heifers until they're at least three years old. We don't have much time, church. We must get our house in order. The third temple will be built. There's a lot of debate. Is it on the Dome of the Rock? Is it on the Dome of the Rock? The Muslims' Dome of the Rock engraved on that dome Says in letters that God has no son. But praise God, we know that God had a son named Jesus. And we know now he has many sons, you and I. Come on, and daughters. Islam and the Catholic Church have already signed papers trying to form a new one world religion and bring all the sons, listen to this, the sons of Abraham together. This is what the Abraham report was really about. True. And bring it all together. And when the time is right, soon we will start hearing about the building of the third temple. We will start hearing about it. There's many debates. Is it the dome of the rock? Some would say yes, some would say no. There's documentaries that say it was actually uh, south or uh, 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 down the hill from the dome of the rock, actually, and that's not even the real place. So when they decide they have the real place, something is going to happen in the world of governments, and we will see the third temple starting to be built. Doesn't it? They're getting ready to sacrifice the perfect heifer. And I was told just past week that if it wasn't for COVID, it had us all in lockdown, the red heifer would have not have come. Because it took the isolation time for the birth of the red heifer to finally be born. A perfect red heifer. Now there's five. They only need three. Two of them can die. They only need three to start the sacrifice. Church, we are so close. We are so close to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are so close. We don't have time to play church any longer. Come on, play something, brother. We don't have time to play church any longer. Time is running out. The rapture of the church is about to take place. I showed you in scriptures from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11. It talks about taking up. It sounds like rapture talk. Come on. I showed you. This morning, how the the, the system that they're using works, and how it's already worked with perfect accuracy in the predictions, and now here we are living in the accuracy of where we are today. When you watch the news, start seeing the truth coming out. Truth will come out about the election. (coughs) Truth will come out about the FBI uh, papers that were taken from Trump's uh, House in Florida. Truth is coming out. The government's been hiding for a long time. Can I tell you, Noah's Ark's already been found. Yes. You know there's people that don't know that. They've already found Noah's Ark. Wow. But the government's going not want you to know that. Because when you know that Noah's Ark has truly been found, then that means that God of Abraham is real. Come on. And hey, Jesus Christ is his son. And we must repent. The darkness don't want to repent. Isn't it wonderful to know you're living in a time? You're living in a time. We may be that generation that hears that Shafar blow. We may be that generation that hears the trumpet of God blowing. We may be that generation that slips right on out of this corruptible body. Come on. And be lifted up off of this planet. And meet the Lord in the air. We may be that generation. Listen, I know your grandmother told you Jesus was coming. And she's died and she's gone on. And I know that her grandmother told her that Jesus was coming. And she's died and gone on. And I know we've heard it all. It's so short. It's so short. There's not a lot of time left. So how much time have we got, preacher? I don't know. But what I'm telling you is be ready now. Be rapture ready now. Man, is everything okay between you and God? Is there anything that you need to settle with God? Is there anything that you need to say, God, I'm sorry. I failed you in this. I've fallen from grace. Is there anything? Listen, I want everybody in this church and everybody on the airwaves and the internet to hear me. Is there anything that's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ? Because there's nothing that the blood of the Lamb cannot wash away, church. The blood of Jesus can wash away our sins and help us get our house in order. Amen. 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 I'm going to live as if today is it. I'm going to plan for tomorrow, but I'm going to live as if today is it. Amen. I'm going to preach as if each, each sermon is my last. Because one day, it will be. And church, it's time to be the church. Let's all stand to our feet. I want to ask everybody to come and find a place to pray around this altar. Maybe things okay with you, but what about some loved ones? Come on. Maybe you're okay with God, but what about some family members? What about some loved ones? Come on, church. How about your neighbors? Love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Come on, let's cry out to a holy God this morning. Father, we thank you this morning. God, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Your presence is so real in this place right now. Lord, help us this morning. Help us this morning, God. Anything that between us and You, God, we ask You to remove it right now. Lord, if there be any hidden sins, I ask You to deal with them right now, God. Lord, if there be anything that, that needs to come to our remembrance, God, begin to remind Your people right now. Let things become to remembrance right now. What it is that they need to settle with You. Let it be settled this morning, oh God. I plead the blood of Jesus this morning. I plead the blood of Jesus for salvation. I plead the blood of Jesus for the backslider to come back home. I plead the blood of Jesus for those to get right right now. To get off the fence of offense mm, and get into the Holy Ghost fire right now. In the name of Jesus. Begin to revive in us. Begin to revive in your church a sense of urgency this morning, God. Give us a sense of urgency that we must tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. That we must tell people that Jesus is coming soon, oh God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, every soul that's in the altar, every soul that's crying out to you right now, God. Lord, I pray for mercy. I pray for grace. God, I pray for salvation to be poured into their hearts. God, draw us all into a closer walk with you. Draw us all into a closeness of the Holy Ghost. Right now, that the Holy Spirit be with us. Let the Holy Spirit surround us right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, in the name of Your Holy Son, in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, any special prayer, come on up. We'll anoint you with all. We'll lay hands on you. Come on. We'll. You got sickness in your body. I want to stand together. Somebody, come on, we'll anoint you with all. Pray with me. Hallelujah. God is good all the time, church. All the time. God is good all the time. All the time. Not some of the time, but all the time. All the time. Hallelujah. Anybody need special prayer? Come on. I don't want to close the service out of somebody needs some special prayer this morning prayer about making a decision. Yes, ma'am. It doesn't have to be about people. No. Whatever you need. be together with you in faith. The Holy Spirit knows what the decision is that you need to make. He'll lead you and he'll guide you and he'll show you the truth and help you make a wise decision. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray over our sister right now. Lord, you know what this decision is, God. You know she's she's been thinking about God. You know what's been waiting on her heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, begin to reveal the truth to her. Lord, begin to reveal peace. Your peace is where the answer is. Not a false peace of the world, but a peace from the Holy Ghost right now. Begin to move upon her life. Give her the mind of Christ right now. Send forth the angels into this situation right now to reveal truth. To reveal all of your precious purpose in this situation right now, God. There's a reason. There's a purpose. God, reveal it to my sister right now. Oh, and bless her right now. Bless her soul, God. Bless her right now. Bless her at home. Bless everything right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody else? anybody else this morning hallelujah isn't God good this morning oh he's so wonderful what a a presence of the Holy Spirit in the house today hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah keep playing for us for a moment there brother Hagen hallelujah oh he's so wonderful church He's so wonderful this morning, church. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to be able to come to the house of worship today? Let's pray for those that are sick in body, not able to come, one reason or another. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, as we stretch forth our hands of faith, Lord, we ask you to touch the body of Christ. God, begin to heal these old sinuses, God. This breathing problem, respiratory Infections in the name of Jesus right now. Heal back pain, God. Stomach pain right now in the name of Jesus. I know two people suffering with stomach issues. God, you know how to touch them right now. We release your anointing. We bind the demons of sickness that cause sickness. We bind those spirits of attacking us. As one sister said to me, it's more this thing feels more than physical. And she says it's so like something spiritual is happening. A spiritual attack. On the body of Christ, we break the power of that spiritual attack right now and release the holy word of God. By your stripes, we are healed. In the name of Jesus, Father, bless your people today. God, as we get ready to go home, God begin to help us talk to us on how to prepare, how to prepare our finances, how to prepare our home, how to prepare our food, how to prepare our family no how to prepare our hearts, how to walk in love and forgiveness right now God. help us, God, as we begin to go out the doors of this church, let the Holy Ghost go with us and remind us of the words that were said here today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name. Everybody said, Amen. 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 God bless you. I'll see you again tonight.